When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another new episode of the Get Organized with Declutter Me podcast with myself, Shalina. Today, I am so happy to finally have an interior designer talk on the podcast about everything interior design, sort of with decluttering and organizing elements. So I wanted to say hi to Alexandra Moiser from Moy Design Studio. So hi, Alex. Nice to have you on the show. Hi, thank you very much for having me. It's so wonderful to have you on. So we've talked before and we found out we live like on the same street. So um, you're in a much more beautiful apartment block <laughs> than me. And we, you designed before, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, I designed it. So to tell us, so how did you get into interior design, into design? Oh, I always loved, since I was very, very small, I always loved uh, interior design. I was always moving furniture and getting annoyed uh, my parents were very annoyed with me because I was always I was always re- redecorating oh, things. Oh really? Yeah. So it was since since I was very small okay, that amazing. I loved uh, I loved interior design. So even my high school was for interior design, and that's uh, that's how I decided to to pursue my career. Oh, amazing! And so you went to university or college to to learn interior design exactly, as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I did my uh, high school and then I did university. Yeah. And then I started working and then in the meantime, I did my master's as well in lighting design and uh, design management. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. Because that's a big thing, lighting. Like lots of people don't exactly, realize how big it is. Exactly, yes. Interiors can be completely transformed with, with lighting. Oh my God, this is fascinating. We're going we're gonna to talk so much. <laughs> so I have never hired an interior designer, but I've worked in a lot of houses, especially now because a lot of people are buying houses and renovating them uh, or buying from Shell and then getting it done. So they need interior designers to come in and a guide on all of this. So can you explain to the listeners the process? Because I don't even know the process. Like, tell me, how how does it work with booking you and going through the whole process? Basically, they need to get in, to get in touch with me. Right. We need to understand what is their what is their scope, what are their ideas. We will have to sit together, have a kickoff meeting. Right to see what is their requirement, what is the space actually, and what we can, what we can achieve with the space. Right. After we have that first kickoff meeting, um, let's forget about all the commercials. Commercials are behind us, let's say. Yeah. And then once we get the layout, if there is a layout already, if it's an existing project, mm. unless if it's a shell and core, then we are going to again uh, have, a, have a meeting with the architects to see what is the... What is the GFA? What uh, what's the what, what are the restrictions with the layout and right. with the plot? And then we're going to start working on the layouts. But it was all, it's always based on the requirements of the client. Okay. Whether they want a three bedroom or a four bedroom, do they want a walk-in closet, a bigger, smaller one? So it's all based on the client's requirements. So right. you're going to have a very very detailed meeting where we are going to list down all the requirements. And then we start designing. We will also do a concept board to right. understand the, the mood board, actually, to understand the concept, the direction yep. that they want to go with. Do they want something more neutral, modern? Do they want something more classical? 
Do they want something dark? Um, so it depends. It depends. But first, we need to get their their thoughts, and then we put everything on a piece of paper, right? And then we start start the whole process. So there are there are several phases, um, but the beginning is the most uh, fun. So when they come up with you know in the initial meeting and they say we want to do say we're in a four bedroom house, we want to have this scheme and everything, and do you hear some ideas and just go? Do you tell them straight away? No, this is never going to work. I have to always be very, very strategic with my responses, right. to be honest. So I cannot just, you know, say, no, this no. is not going to work. You have to be diplomatic. I have to be diplomatic because even th- I need to create a, a certain relationship with yeah. them yeah. because they need to be comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. And then they will, if they're comfortable with me, then they will accept my no. Right. Yeah. But even that no needs to be wrapped in a very nice way. Yeah. 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 So there is a lot of psychology as well when, uh, when, when, when it comes to dealing with clients and yeah, yeah. people in general. Yeah. So, but there, there will be always an opportunity where I'm going to put what they want on a piece of paper and right. I'm going to explain them why this doesn't work. And I'm going to have a backup plan, what actually works and what is my recommendation. Okay. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen that. And I mean, I've, I've, I've done this for 10 years. And so I've worked with a lot of new houses and that people have specified what they want and it's been done and then it just doesn't work. And then, you know, uh, especially from a furniture point of view or, uh, you know, like closets, walk-in closets and kitchens, they're, they're always issues, you know, I find. So that's yeah. where our role is. Right. It's our responsibility as designers, it's our responsibility to listen to their requirements, but also to put our touch and our our, gui- our guidance yeah. because they don't know certain things, yep. yeah. which we will know exactly. And if, if they make decisions to change something, that will have a chain chain reaction because other things will be affected as well yeah. in the in the house. Yeah. So we need to advise them. Okay, you can do this, but this will happen if you do this. Right. However, right. if we change it like this, you're gonna still get what you what you want, but it's not gonna be a chain reaction that will affect other things as well. Okay. So everything is basically possible. It's just a matter of looking into the details yeah. and coming up with a with a common solution. That's good. That's good to know because, uh, yeah, from my experience, it's a lot of designers don't think like that. From what a I lot, yeah. a lot, they don't think they don't pay they they don't pay attention to details. They don't uh, try to utilize every corner of the house, no. every corner of the closet, every corner of the kitchen, and that's something that is very very important, especially if you're designing uh, houses. Yeah, and I yeah I've seen that, and that they don't seem to listen to the client. Or a, a big thing I found is that they don't see how much stuff the person has um like they don't look at their closet or what they have currently yes. to then build a new closet based on yes. how much they've got because there's only so much you can declutter if someone's got 50 no i say 300 pairs of shoes and you've only made space for 50 pairs of shoes it, it drives me insane yeah. it doesn't work like that it yeah, doesn't yeah. work like that like they need to be the client also needs to be honest they need to let the designers into their life, into their house, right. because we need to understand their lifestyle. We need to understand the amount of um, things that they have, especially when it comes to wardrobes and, yeah. and, and storage. Yeah. But that's something that a lot of actually clients do know that they need storage. Yes. And they now we just had one cl- project, which we will discuss later yeah. on. Um, but she was very clear that she does need a lot of storage. So we utilized every corner of the house every corner of the of the wall in a nice way of course yeah. it doesn't it's not over overcrowded with yeah. with with space with the storage sorry 
but we provided sufficient uh, space for storage. So talk about this client because, you know, this is interesting. So yeah, what, what, what happened with her? So basically she, they do have, it's a family of uh, five people. Right. They are amazing, lovely, lovely people. Um, one of our, one of my best clients right. I worked so far. And it was so easy to work with her because they, she trusted me a lot right. and she led us into her house. She showed us every, every, every corner of the house. Right. We did understand how much storage space she has. So throughout the design, we were looking into utilizing every corner. Right. For example, they have, since they're five people, family of five, they travel a lot. Yeah. They have a lot of suitcases, right? Uh, yes, yes. There's never a storage space for suitcases. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Then they had a lot of, they had, it, it was a townhouse on three levels. Right. So they also had a lot of uh, corridors, which right. we utilized for space for the, utilize the space for the storage of the shoes. Oh, how? Because some these corridors are n- normally quite narrow, right? Exactly. But you don't need much. You don't need a 600 millimeters deep yeah, yeah. storage for the shoes. Yeah, yeah. 350, it's more than sufficient to 400, ah, right? Which okay. we could fit within the within the corridor. Ah. It didn't, it didn't uh, affect too much the circulation yeah, area. Yeah. And then they were uh, floor to ceiling. And also in the bedrooms, we we put uh, above the beds built-in storage. Oh, okay, amazing! Yeah, which yeah. again, it's not uh, it's not too deep, but yeah. it's sufficient to store the suitcases, winter clothes, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Because that, I mean, I've I've just been back home in London, and 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 I looked at my bed. I was in my bedroom, my you know, at my parents' house. I have storage above my bed, and you know, which now mostly empty. But it's a big thing in Europe and UK and to have storage over the bed and stuff. That was what it was. But it's not that often seen here. It's not. Like yeah. people don't utilize the space. They want it to be minimalist. But then don't think about, then, then they need storage spaces. And if you look at those renders, the house that we design, it is in a way minimalistic. It's not over. It's not crowded, right. even though we have that much storage space. Yeah. But because they're they're a big family, they have a lot of a lot of things. They do plan to remove a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, they still want to keep and, and and store some items and move them from the eyesight. So, what other storage solutions did you have for this house? Like, you know, you said about the shoe thing, but what else did you have that was aesthetically pleasing, but amazing for storage and for organization? So mom is obsessed with uh, coffee. Oh, and okay. they had around five to six coffee machines throughout the house. Okay. Okay. So we agreed to minimize the okay. amount. Okay. <laughs> and then in the kitchen, we had a little, like a pocket, pocket door right. um, storage, which you, you can close and open. Yeah. And uh, all the, all the equipment in the kitchen was hidden inside. Uh. All right. So that was, for example, one of the, one of the solutions. And then in the kitchen, we also had a walking pantry. Okay. Yes, that's a, a cool thing to have now. Yes. So it's a hidden. You would you it it looks like a storage, right. but when you open, you do have a, a very nice walking walking pantry where even the water dispenser is it's going to be hidden uh. because yeah we do think about a lot of a lot of details when we are designing because yeah. we are trying to declutter um, yeah. space and and have a have a nice uh, look and feel overall. That that that's great. I mean, because yeah, sometimes a lot of the time it's 
it's not thought about from an aesthetic point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare to have that, but you know, you need to have more storage solutions and more exactly. uh, things like that. Um, and and how do you get clients to realize that they do need, you know, more storage solutions or more things to help them get organized in their their new homes when you're designing them? Because some, they don't often think of that, right? It's something that we bring up. Right. We bring up and especially this comes a little bit from me because I'm OCD. Right, okay. And I love everything the house needs to have its own space. Yeah. That's what I believe. Right. So things shouldn't be laying around unless, for me, they're decoration, okay? I mean, I'm interior designer as yeah. well and a lot of of my friends, when they come to my house, they say your house looks very staged. It looks like a... Like it's a show apartment, not, okay. <laughs> not, a, not a home where you live. Because yeah. basically what you will see out is what it's a decoration piece or it's a few books here and there, which I'm reading. Right. But the rest of the things is going to be put away. Right. So that's what I do with my clients as well. I try, I try to sit, uh, sit with them and understand where we can put things around and where what can be stored so it's not cluttered. So it's not sitting in the middle of the space. Right. So even for this same, uh, same client... She has a mini fridge and then she also has some uh, some items that are currently laying around, which we agree that we're going to put all inside the, the cabinets. So it's not on the, oh, it's not out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in the middle of your, of your way in the bedroom or um, in the, in the wardrobe area, yeah, for yeah. example. And now you talked about different kinds of aesthetics. Like, so there was the Scandinavian, there's modern, you talked about classic. Um, what is classic? I don't know what that is. Oof, classic. It's, you know, when you have a lot of details. You, have you ever seen some Russians um, yeah. interiors? So, yeah, that's classic. It's like the Italian and the no, Iranian. Uh, Italian. With the gold Baroque thing. Is that yeah, that, that classic? Yeah. Oh. Like a lot of detailing, a lot of layers. Veneers and so, stuff. So, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Blinky, is that still blinky. in fashion? You will be surprised. Oh, my God. You will be surprised. I thought people were going more for modern stuff now. You have clients for everything, for everything, <laughs> especially especially here in Dubai. Um, and what do you do when people have these desires and these aesthetics that might not... Look, so every designer has their own style. Yeah. Someone who wants something like that, classical, they're not going to they're not gonna approach us. Right. Because we do mostly modern, right? right? We do mostly modern. Um, we will go out of our comfort zone as well. Um, and, and, and design something that is, uh, that is not 100% what we usually design, but something like classical, I wouldn't even accept to work on it. Right, okay. Because I know that I wouldn't be able to give my best. Yeah. yeah. So. And it, plus it's very old school. It's like very noughties period, isn't it? Nineties and, uh, yeah. And a lot of has to have it though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what do you think about like, Scandinavian, I mean, Scandinavian design is, it's huge now. And I mean, of course, there's Ikea. Um, so how do you work with clients who want that kind of aesthetic, but don't want to, they want to pay a bit more, they don't want it to be like Ikea furniture completely. And so how do you work with clients like that? We can do that as well, to be honest. We can do that as well, because Ikea does have some nice pieces. Yep. Yeah. We always bring in some other pieces as well. To, to complement IKEA if it's IKEA furniture, right? Um, but uh, overall, the Scandinavian it is it is big, it is big here in Dubai, mm. and it's possible to do it. Right, it's possible to do it, especially because IKEA has a lot of uh, items. You can you can get something very very nice uh, out of it. Yeah, 
Very, very nice. They have all these little storage boxes yeah. and, and, and items. And, uh, it, it is good. Like even, even if it's not, um, IKEA furniture, for example, all the clients end up going to IKEA and getting all these small organizers for the yeah. drawers, whether it's for the wardrobe or it's for the, for the bathroom or for the, for the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. I mean, they're the ones I use most of the time as well for my clients once yeah. I, I go in and organize once they moved in. So yeah, I can, I can totally see that. Um, so what about color? Um, how does that help with design? And, you know, and, and for me, from an organizing point of view, you know, does color help with, with when people are, you know, if designing they, the houses? It does. It does help. You always have some pop of color. Uh, but mostly it's going to be neutral, especially if they want something more zen, more if they want to declutter the space, usually yeah. the neutral colors are the the the, the best ones. Because right. if you have something that is, if you have something very colorful, that's not, you will not feel that even if you declutter the space, you're still going to feel some kind of like, anxious. you are going to be anxious right. because there is a lot of things happening. Yeah, um, so definitely if someone wants something more um, zen and to declutter the space to look more clean. Mm. Neutral colors, beige, gray, grayish. Right. It's the new color. What's grayish? <laughs> so it's a combination between beige and gray. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I most probably have seen this and not realized it was called that. Exactly, yes. Oh my God, okay. That's hilarious. Yeah, you're very creative. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, I did have a client recently and she's a wonderful client, but she is, her house is just colorful. So she has, she went to Mexico and South America. So just imagine all those colors. So it's everywhere. Like even her closet is like pink and green, dark pink and dark green. Um, so it's not for the faint hearted, but she's one of the rarities because most people are like, yeah, neutral colors now. It's all about that really, isn't it? Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, and what do you do? Like, you know, I had this client which who had a unique lifestyle and a unique aesthetic and she has that in her house so what do you do with those kind of people who want um say colorful things or is that just not something that you would no we would do that as well yeah. we would do that as well we would do that as well because end of the day it's the design and uh, we do like vari variety right yeah, yeah so we would uh, we would be able to work and uh, create something uh, amazing Sure. And, and so let's talk about the lighting because lighting is a big thing and I mean I know I've heard this you know I talking to designers before but you know for listeners because I don't think they understand fully how much that's important in interior, in interior design definitely yes so there are that there are several different layers right the the whether it's a house whether it's a F&B project if it's a restaurant or an office yeah there always need to be some layers so you will first have a general lighting which will be to illuminate mm -hmm. and then you need to have on the side side lamps or floor lamps table lamps some kind of lamps that can create ambience uh, and then with these kind of with, when you combine few different few different uh, lighting you can create a nice nice setup oh yeah because i think i need this for my bedroom it's a horrible light that's always yeah. been there and there is always for example in the offices there is a task lighting in the kitchen you yeah. have task lighting right so each each room within the within the house will have to have a different strategy because you are doing different uh, tasks in the kitchen uh, you're working right so yeah, in the kitchen yeah. you need the general illumination yeah. but also above the countertop you need uh, task lighting 
because you're cutting, yeah, yeah. you're cutting, you're, right. you're doing something. Yeah. Then what in the bedrooms and in the living rooms, it's kind of like similar concept. You don't need that much general illumination. You do need some, but not that much. And it's more the ambient yes. lighting that you need in both. Yeah. So you can you can play around with general illumination, which let's say it's going to be your, your down lights or your pendant, depending on the design of the room. Yeah. But then you need to have side lamps. You need to have, whether it's a floor lamp or it's a table lamp or it's a wall lamp. Yeah. You need to have something on the side where you can, with, with, and with those you can create kind of like a mood. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. And I mean, what do you think about those? I, I keep on seeing on TikTok and stuff, like people putting these um, light strips on under cupboards and in wardrobes. Is, is I mean... That's a functional light. Yeah. Actually, that's both functional and uh, for, for ambience, because if it's in... When it's above, when it's under the counter, sorry, when it's above the... Um, like the cupboards under. The cupboards, yeah. then it's a task lighting in the kitchens. Right, okay. And even in the war, in the wardrobes, it plays double role. Yeah. It is functional, but it's also for, for the purpose of uh, aesthet- aesthetics yeah, yeah. reasons. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah those, are, those are actually very good. We, I, do, I put them in all my, uh, all my projects. That's good, yeah, because I've noticed that because that people, and you know, they often have closets. And they don't have the lights or they don't have the strips on the side and stuff. And then when you open it and they've got dark wood and then you open it and you can't see anything inside. Yes, and I'm like, exactly. did, did nobody think of this? And obviously they, they haven't got you. They, they haven't got a lighting master. They did not think. They did not think. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's something that we designers love even putting because it's additional layer. In, in, in interior design, it's, everything is about layering. Right, okay. Everything is about layering. And that, that enha- layers enhance the space. Right. Whether we are talking about, let's say, we have the main flooring, then we have the carpet, and then we have like a ca- over sorry side tables that are overlapping. Mm. It's all about the layers, right? It's okay. all about the layers. That's so fascinating. That's really really interesting. Um, yeah, is there like what else is there that I haven't thought of that you know? Because we've talked about so many things, but is there anything that I have missed with regards to interior design and organizing that? you think you know we need to know about um i'm not sure i think at the end of the project once the design is done and the drawings are done and everything is issued to 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 tender to contractors it's very important that designers are at the site as well yeah that they're they're following all the, the whole process of construction because end of the day they are protecting the the design yep. to ensure that the contractors are going to put the materials that have been specified that whatever has been agreed on the paper with the client the the, the renders that everything will be delivered at the site as well and it's going to be copy paste and yeah that's what I'm very proud of because a lot of my projects I can put the I can put the render and I can put a picture of the final product. And they're 90% uh, the same. That's amazing. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Because I have seen that. And I mean, I had one project where, um, and I, I went in when it was, the, the, the construction workers are always still there while I, and they're trying to move in and I'm organizing the place. But I had the, the designer just disappeared because they couldn't handle the, the amount of people that was in the house. And it was like, you're the designer, you have to. Be exactly. There. So things were just not correct, uh, which was shocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, th- this is good to know. Yeah, it happens because nowadays there is a lot of people on the market. Yeah, a lot of people on the market. So you really need to pick a good designer. You need to be careful um, with picking who is the who is the correct person, and uh, the client and the designer. They need to have. A, they need to click. Yeah, 
they need to click. Because you've got a lot of time you have to spend together and it's very intimate, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly, definitely, definitely. So there needs to be a trust. There needs to be, the client needs to let us in. Mm. They need to let us in. We need to understand their lifestyle. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to to design properly. We, we, we are not going to give them the house that they require. Yeah, yeah. From That's from the true. morning routine till till night until they go to bed, we need to understand what is uh, what is their lifestyle and how do they how do they use their house. Yeah. Because if they're not, if they don't tell us, if they skip even one small little detail. Um, that they're doing on daily basis, that's going to be affected. Afterwards, once they move in, uh, yeah, yeah. they're going to be affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will So even from, from, from where they're keeping their makeup brushes and how do they want to keep their makeup brushes, whether it's in the drawer or it's up, yeah. we, need to, we need to know these things. Yes, because they do. Exactly. Yeah. Now makeup, we, were, we were designing one makeup uh, desk for a client and she had to explain us how much makeup she has, yeah. where, how she wants to store the makeup, what she wants to have in the first drawer, what she wants to have in the last drawer, where her hair dryer is going to be. Yeah. So we can provide the plug inside the drawer. Yes. We can provide a, a special a special space where, we sh- where she will keep the, the hair dryer. Yeah. All these kind of details we need to understand. So yeah. it's, not, it's not only interior design, you know, picking... Picking the the flooring, picking the ceiling, the the wall finishes, it goes up to very 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 um, detailed detail list of what we need to understand. Even for the wardrobes, yeah. how many bags they have, how many shoes they have, how many shirts they have, yeah. how many long dresses they have, how many short dresses they have. Long dresses is a big problem. There's never enough hanging space exactly. for long dresses. Exactly. So yeah. whenever we are designing the wardrobes, we always. I like to say we always like to give them a little bit of everything. Yeah. So long hanging, short hanging, drawers, shelves as well. Yeah. And it will be all designed according to their clothes. Yeah. According to what they have right now. Yeah. So we need to have a sit together with the client, go through everything, so they also understand how much space we are giving them. Yeah. And agree on yeah. agree on these details. Oh, that's amazing. Perfect. Um, this has been so fascinating. Thank you so much, Alex. I've just. It's been so helpful and I think it's been so informative for also for listeners to understand the whole process because unless you go through it, you don't know what's going to happen, right? So it's, it's, it's great. So tell people, how can they get in touch with you? If you, you can talk to the camera and let people know. So um, we are on Instagram. You're also on, you have a website. So website uh, has all the details. Uh, there is an email, there is also the, the landline and the mobile number and they can reach out to us by sending us an email or giving me a call and uh, we can start the communication there. And we'll put all the details in the show notes as well so people can get in touch. Thank you so much, Alex, for being on the show today. I really do appreciate it. You're most welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, press like, subscribe, share this with your friends. And um, I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.